for your minority culture staff, your non-dominant culture staff, you did not hire them to be your culture coach. Welcome to Culture Coach, a podcast with me, Nikki Lerner, helping you to engage in a proactive movement towards unity and understanding as it relates to culture and come from. Thanks for joining me today. You ready to go? Let's get started. Hey, thanks again so much for listening. You know, I wanted to create a space each week where you and I can learn about different cultures and come froms in a safe, non-threatening, non-embarrassing environment. I hope you enjoy this podcast. For more creative resources and ideas, you can engage with me at NikkiLearner.com. Oh, it's a good day to be alive. I'm so delighted that you are listening to the Culture Coach podcast today. Have you told your friends yet? Have you told your friends yet about how um, cool your podcasts are? And when you talk to your friends about your cool podcast that you tell them about this one? <laughs> Have you told somebody, please tell somebody today. Tell somebody today about the Culture Coach podcast. Um, tell somebody in your relational network. Tell somebody in your business network. You can post it on LinkedIn, particularly if there's been an imp- uh, an episode, an episode <laughs> Um, that has really uh, meant a lot to you or an episode that has been really helpful to you, uh, anytime that happens, uh, would you please just pass that along, ask people in your network to subscribe. Um, Let's really start a proactive movement here uh, towards unity and understanding relating to culture and come from. Uh, Let's do it, let's not wait. So if something has been meaningful for you, please pass it along. Uh, There are some of you that I know listen and you lead teams. Uh, You lead teams in your company, your organization, your faith community. Um, You are leading teams. You're listening to the podcast every week. You are getting something out of it. And then that's about as far as it goes. So just just know that that uh, if you hear something that you love, you hear something that is meaningful, um, pass it along to your team. Now, I'm going to give you some coaching advice here that's free. Okay. Um, oftentimes when people, uh, call me and connect with me or email me via the website, uh, and they ask what it, what is it like to work with you? Can you work with our team? And depending on what that need is, um, uh, it is a cost, you know, I do this, this, uh, podcast for free, but when we work together, uh, for a 12 month or a 24 month period, uh, there is a cost. There is an investment to the work that we do together. That's how important this work is. And that's what I'm committed to do for you to show up for you. But if you are at the point uh, as an individual or even in your company where you have a small budget, uh, I'm going to tell you right now, the, the best thing that you can do is uh, take this podcast, take the, the take five episodes that have been meaningful for you uh, as you have been listening. Take five of those episodes, uh, listen to it, share it with your team, share it at a staff meeting, share it at your diversity day, whatever it is. Don't let the fact that you've got a small budget or you can't pay for one-to-one coaching or whatever it is, keep you from doing the work. Um, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Yes, you need to invest. Yes, I want you to invest. And over here at uh, the Culture Coach podcast, we are developing something 
I'll tell you about it formally real soon, uh, but we are developing a way online that is sort of a midway point between uh, free <laughs> for the podcast um, and working with me for 12 to 24 months, uh, which is a significant financial investment uh, for any business or any person that wants to work with me. Um, we are working on something that is kind of in the middle for you. But going back to this, choose five episodes that have been meaningful for you as a leader. Um, listen to them with your team. Uh, come away with three questions from each episode that you all can work on and hold each other accountable to uh, over the next six months. So just know that there are like 140, 40, this might be 141, uh, 141 episodes so far of the Culture Coach podcast. Uh, and uh, just know that you could take every single one of those podcasts for however long that is, however long you want to stretch it, however often you want to do it. And um, you could use that in your company, in your organization right now. It's free. You don't have to pay for it. Um, that's why I do this is to support you and make sure that you have a way um, even to do this work so that you can remove the excuse of we don't have any money or remove the excuse of, you know, my boss didn't give me any any budget or, you know, we're saving for a car. We're saving for a house so we can't do it. I'm trying to remove every excuse, every reason that you may have to not do this work. OK, so let me just say that off the bat. One of my favorite episodes that I've done so far, um, not maybe not so far, but this year in particular, uh, is called Three Reasons Why You Need a Culture Coach. And if you haven't listened to that episode, I would strongly encourage you to go back and listen to that because I actually think it's really important for you to know the value of working with someone like me um, in, your, in trying to attain your culture work outcomes. But one of the things, uh, one of the things that I shared in that podcast of why you need a culture coach is probably the one that I feel the most passionate about. And I'm just going to tell it to you right off the top. And then I want to share a story with you um, that I hear uh, more times than not. One sticks out to me, but that I hear more times than not. And I really want people to stop doing this in organizations, okay? So go back, listen to three three reasons why you need a culture coach. Here's one of them. And one of them is, is that for your minority culture staff, your non-dominant culture staff, you did not hire them to be your culture coach. You did not hire them to be your diversity trainer. You hired them or you put them in positions to do a specific job, to perform a specific work or to lead a team or whatever it is that is in their area of expertise, that is in their area of the department that you hired them for, just like you did for your majority staff. So for those of you, if your majority staff is white American and your minority staff is non-white American, for most of you, it's probably a mix of, of kinds of people. You did not hire uh, Shanika in finance to be your culture coach. You hired Shanika 
to be in the finance department. You did not hire uh, Raj in the marketing department to be your diversity trainer on all things Indian American. Um, you know, you, you did not hire Alicia to teach you about, the, about Native American come from. You hired Alicia to be in the communications department. Just like you didn't hire McKenna, who's in marketing, or Jennifer, who's in business relationships, or uh, Bob or Doug, who is in you know the executive leadership. You didn't hire them to basically be the expert on all things white American culture and white American people. You didn't hire them for those things. And so even when we're starting to have these conversations about this term equity, equity doesn't just mean you know equal pay, although that is a conversation, or at least not equal pay, um, pay that is appropriate, let's call it that, appropriate pay. <laughs> but you didn't, you didn't hire people that have minority come froms or even immigrant come froms for them to be your diversity director. You didn't hire them for that. You hired them to do a job. And so I would encourage you as your coach today um, to really look at what are you asking of the people in your company and your organization that particularly come from minority cultures? Are you asking them to do things and serve in roles that you did not um, ask them to do in the first place? Are you asking people in the finance department from minority cultures to now be your diversity director because you and the company didn't want to spend any money or invest any money on somebody that actually knew what they were doing? Because here's the thing. While it's true that you will find a wealth of amazing information from generous people who are from minority cultures in your organization that wanna see your company get better because they believe in the vision of the company, you will find people like that who will be awesome in your midst. They exist and they are generous. Please do not turn them into your diversity director. Please also do not turn them into your Lone Ranger minorities. It's not fair. It's actually not equitable. Unless they have said, we want to help you or we want to be a part of the process, don't expect that from them. Just like you wouldn't expect it from your white American colleagues. Most people don't hire other people because they're white. Well, at least not to give them information on white American culture. And you know what I'm saying when I say that. So please, when you hire people, when you hire people from minority cultures, let them do the job that you ask them to do and stop asking them to, to uh, do work in the area of culture um, because you don't want to pay for outside help. Because the reality is, it's just because some people in your organization are willing to share some things with you doesn't mean that they have an expertise in it. In fact, most people still don't. 
They have a personal lived experience, which is actually very important for you to know, but they aren't experts on how to build a multicultural organization. When you do this to people that work for you, you put an unnecessary burden on them. You put an undue amount of weight and stress on them. Unless you ask them to do that at their interview and told them that was part of their job, which if you did do that, you need to do that for some of the other majority culture people in your, in your office as well. But don't assume that people are experts in building a multicultural organization or that they've done it before simply because they come from minority cultures. They do have a wealth of information, but please don't expect them to be experts. A lot of them are trying to learn just like you are. I think one of the best things that you can do is to work with someone who can come in and look at your organization, your company, uh, from an outsider's point of view. Someone who has not been drinking the Kool-Aid, uh, someone who is not afraid of losing their job, someone who is not trying to move in and out of your company, someone who is neutral. Um, that is the work that I do. You need somebody like this to come in, particularly only if, if the, only if the goal for you as a leader is to take this burden off of the people that work for you. Invest the money. That that that's why the 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 investment and having into working with somebody and having somebody from the outside come in is so valuable. When I work with my clients, uh, when I work with people one to one, even my whole goal, my whole job is to step in and take the burden, to take the load off of your minority staff and the people that work for you. My whole goal is to share with you what I have learned over the last 20 plus years of actually building multicultural teams, actually building a multicultural organization, actually doing the work. I have experience in it. You know, when you hire a culture coach, when you hire someone that does like the work that I do, um, you know, I have rhythms and, and rituals, if you will, ways to hold space for you hold space for your teams, hold space for your leaders to say what they need to say in a safe, non-judgmental environment so that you can grow and learn. And then after that, I have ways of, of leaving that here in my office, leaving it right here um, at my desk and going on with my life and carrying on with my life. Your minority staff may not be able to do that because everything is so wrapped up in what they do and so wrapped up in what they're trying to accomplish and so wrapped up in who they're trying to be in your company. And so I think it's a worthy reminder. It's a worthy reminder from me to you today to please do not put that burden on minority culture staff where you work. Please find another way to take all of that burden and place it on somebody who's not working in your organization. It might surprise you how much freedom uh, it might give you to know that you have somebody whose whole job is just to do that. Hey, I'm cheering loudly for you. I believe in you.
Come on, let's go. This episode of the Culture Coach podcast is sponsored by Timekeeper Financial Solutions. Timekeeper helps creatives and small business owners keep their financial books in order so that you can do what you're great at. Timekeeperfinancial.com, keeping count of what counts. Hey, thanks so much for making the time to listen. If you like the insight today, tell your friends and be part of the newsletter at NikkiLearner.com. Remember, it takes that first decision to realize your vision for a more generous, multicultural life. I'll see you next week.